Today, Jesus tells us to be people of service. And that's a challenge for all of us who try to embrace helping others in our lives. And it's a constant struggle, maybe for you, it is for me too, to figure out when to say yes and when to say no. Sometimes we say no because we have to rest. Sometimes we say no because we have to focus on what God is calling us to do. And that's a good reason to remember to pray every day and to come to Mass so that God's guiding us. You know, uh, I was at another parish for 11 years. It's only about 20-something minutes away. And I made a decision, you know, I can't be doing every little service down there. People know me and they keep calling about different things. I've got to focus on my job here now. Not that I'll never go down there. I did a wedding last Saturday down there. But, you know, I would get a couple of calls a week. Can you do this? Can you do that? Same thing if, you're, if you have toddlers. You've got to focus. I've got to take care of my kids. Sometimes even uh, people that volunteer at church, hey, maybe I need to pull back from church and focus on my marriage or focus on my kids or focus on my parents. Maybe I'm supposed to be taking care of someone right now and I just can't do all these other things people want me to do that I used to do because somebody's in my, house, in my life is sick. You know, so those are constant struggles. But despite all of that, I think a general question we could all ask ourselves, no matter what we're facing is, after hearing the readings today where Jesus is telling James and John, the apostles, that importance in heaven is not where you're sitting in front of everybody, it's about service. It's about helping your brother or sister. And the question we ask ourselves, maybe if we're thinking about what Jesus says today is, have I let God guide me to being a person of service in my life. Maybe we could also say, have I let God push me outside of my comfort zone a little bit to be a person of service? Have I let God push me sometimes to do things that are difficult, whether it's in taking care of my kids or taking care of a sick relative or volunteering in the parish, or volunteering in the community. And that idea of learning how to let God perhaps call us or push us to being a person of service in our lives reminds me of a woman years ago, this was about 15 years ago now, who taught me about service. And I was assigned at the time to St. Timothy Church in Walkersville, which is near Frederick, and I was on Route 70. It was 3 p.m. on a Thursday, and I was heading back from Baltimore to Walkersville, near Frederick, and I had a 4.30 p.m. communion call. I was taking communion to a fella from the parish who couldn't come to Mass, and his wife. Anyways, driving on 70 at 3 o'clock, my car started shuddering, and it seemed like I was running out of gas. Two miles later, the car was dying, and the gas gauge was on E for empty. I was a little suspicious because it had been like a quarter tank full uh, just a few miles before, but all I knew was that the car had stopped, the lights were on and everything, and it, the gas looked like it was empty. I was sort of uh, kicking myself, like, how could I let this happen? So I called my 4.30 p.m. communion call appointment and told them I was not going to make it to their house 
and apologized and told them why. And without hesitation, the woman on the phone, she's about 80 years old, said, I'll go get my, this is, we were half, I was a half hour away, half hour away from their house. She said, I will go get the gas can from my garage and bring you some gas. And I told her no three times, because I just didn't want an 80-year-old woman, you know, along Route 70, the trucks are going by, your car rocks, and probably throw her to the ground. So I told her no three times, and she finally adamantly said, I'm coming. <laughs> Practically hung up on me. And then, so she arrives, and again, there she is, and I run, run to her car and got the gas can from her. And trucks are zooming by, making the car rock every time we passed. And I put two and a half gallons of gas into the car, and I thought I was all set. But then when I tried to start the car, not only did it not turn over, but nothing electrical now came on. So half an hour before, the lights and everything had come on, not now. So I'm thinking, is it the alternator or what? It was broad daylight, and I didn't have the lights on, so I, I figured nothing's coming on, no use to try to, to, to jump the battery. So I called the secretary at the parish where I worked and asked them to get a tow truck. And then I went to the frail older woman who was sitting in her car and waiting for the big trucks to fly by. I got to her car window and she rolled down her window and I told her, the tow truck will be here in about half an hour. I don't want to waste any more of your time. You can go home. And I thanked her and she simply said, I am not going to leave you here alone. Come in my car. I'll wait with you. And I said, you know, I don't want to keep you anymore. And she said, you would do it for me. So I said, OK, because who likes to sit next to the highway by themselves? So I sat in her car, and we waited about half an hour for the tow truck to come. And when the tow truck came, they were fixing everything up. And I got my things out of my car and put them in hers, and we waited. And finally, uh, the tow truck was taking it to a me mechanic in Walkersville, and they said they would look at it the next day. And then this woman says to me, drop me off at my house, and you can use my car until you get your car fixed. And I said, she says, you can have it all weekend. And I said, you know, I can rent a car. And she said, no, use my car. So again, a couple of times I protested, but it did make it a lot easier. <laughs> and it was actually a huge relief, you know. So I got over to their house the very next day uh, and brought them communion on, on Friday. And I, then I got my car fixed and exchanged cars and thanked them. But uh, what I remember was when I was visiting their house on that Friday, the next day, how the husband, and I had seen them several times before that, but he went on and on about how well she took care of him in his illness. He was very sick, couldn't leave the house, and how nothing in her mind could be good enough for him. And he started to cry, this tough old guy, think he was an electrician. And guess what this same woman who had helped me said to her husband, teary-eyed, 
because she had taken such good care of him. She looked at him and said, you would do it for me, wouldn't you? Well, that's someone who knew about the service Jesus is calling us to today. This weekend, again, our gospel reading calls us to be servants. The first reading actually connects with this idea. It describes how Jesus suffered for us out of service to us. God didn't stay up in heaven. God came down. And the reason he can understand what we're going through is because he was willing to go through it himself. So we have a God who accompanies us, walks with us, understands us because he was willing to come down and, and be one of us. So Jesus gives us that example of service. That's always a great thing to remember when we want to become more like servants. You just read those four Gospels. Read those four Gospels, maybe a, a chapter a day in your prayer. You keep learning about what, who Jesus is. You know, who, who am I so devoted to? Let's learn more about him by plowing through those four Gospels over and over. But anyways, Jesus tells us to be servants as well in the same model that he was. And sometimes, again, as we said before, we are challenged on how to live out that life of service because there might be many, many people who want many, many things from us, and we have to listen to the call of the Lord. And doing that sincerely is difficult. What is our call? Vocation, call, whatever it is. And we need to be faithful to that. But we also need to be honest. Are we letting God push us outside of our comfort zone now and then? You know, because if we're never uncomfortable because of our faith, you know, maybe we're not letting God push us enough. Maybe we're, we're blocking God a little bit if we're never put in a situation ever where we're a little bit taxed or a little bit uh, stressed in trying to serve the Lord. But anyways, the other thought I had, if yes, Jesus is calling us to be servants, the second thought is, you know, if we want to spread the faith, the best way, I think, for people to grow in their faith is to see us living it out. It's to see us living it out. And it's good to understand our faith. I think in the last 20 years, there's been a lot of Catholic parishes tend to offer a lot more in terms of education about their faith. I remember, not to go on too long, to the year 2000, I went to Our Lady of the Fields in Millersville, not far from here, and I remember there was really nothing going on at any of the parishes, not much going on around any of the parishes around Annapolis. Lady of the Fields had one Bible study with about 10 people on a, a weekday morning. 20 years later, everybody's got hundreds of people involved in programs all over the place and Catholic parishes are doing a lot more. So I think we got the message, we, we have to share the faith. And there's so much now available, Bishop Robert Barron and other sources of information. So that's so important. But I would also say that in my experience, oftentimes our kids are watching us and other people are watching, watching us to see if we really live out our faith. And that for me, for example, recently, and God bless everybody, a guy after the five o'clock said he went to this restaurant. I don't want people to feel bad, but I was invited by some parishioners from Holy Family before I came here to go to Ruth Chris. 
where, you know, I'll have some broccoli. That's $45. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I hope there's nobody that's uh, owner of a franchise here. But I felt like with all the bad news about clerics in the news spending too much money on flowers or, or jets or something like that, I said, I don't want anyone to see me there. You know, the color black was the color of the poor back years and centuries ago. And things like eating fish on Fridays, fish was the food of the poor. So priests are supposed to, in my mind, live poor. Otherwise, why give up having a wife and kids? You're supposed to be turning away from all the fancy things and giving things up. So I just find it always ironic if a priest spends too much money on fancy restaurants. I don't think that's how I'm supposed to live. And I also think someone's going to see me there. And when I ask you for money for the parish, you're going to go, humph, look at him. He was that Ruth Chris. <laughs> and also, well, don't tell me to volunteer or give something up if you're going to live that way. And frankly, most parishioners can't afford to go to Ruth Chris. So I think same thing in your family during Lent. You know, if we want to impress our kids, we, yes, we would pray, but also, do the kids see mom and dad changing the way they live because of their faith? Maybe we give up something we normally like to have and we give a donation to the poor. And the kids are very conscious that the whole family's making a change because of their faith. I think things like that can really uh, help people to embrace the faith when they see someone living out their faith. So for all of us today, Jesus calls us to be people of service, and that's always hard to do. And it doesn't mean we just always have to say yes to everyone who asks us what to do. But it is something that we ought to be contemplating. Again, that question for ourselves. Have I let God guide me into being a person of service in my life? Because, yes, it's great to have the answers and the information about our faith, but if we really want to evangelize, People are going to notice when we're living out our faith and how we're, we're servants to other people. St. Francis of Assisi once said, preach the gospel always and sometimes use words. Preach the gospel by your actions. And then there's a great saying, I don't know who wrote this. I tried to find the author. You may be the only Bible that someone else ever reads. So they'll see Jesus in you. So today, let's pray on how Christ is calling us to serve in our families by being more attentive to our marriages or children or parents, by helping those in need, by helping young people to find good role models, by standing up for the vulnerable like the unborn or the poor. Let's all pray today about how Christ is calling each of us today to be a servant, 